Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. If you're following the 10k plan then we are currently in week four and this is session four and to be fair it's been quite a tough week. Now as we get further through this plan what I'm going to do with the session four rows is just to dial everything back and base it around the 30 minute rows. So today it's going to be a 30 minute row at 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 pace. Now of course this is going to be a lot shorter than you'll be spending on your actual 10k row but like I say because it's been a tough week and they're going to get progressively harder as you go through this plan this session four really is all about recovery it's about giving you a chance to still do some rowing still give you the chance to work on your technique and stuff but not push you to a point where you're going to start to really scrape those energy systems that you have in your body your energy tanks let's say you don't want to empty them by going so long and so tough the entire way through okay but I do stress that it's important to hold that 2k plus 18 pace at 20 strokes a minute, okay? This isn't one to back off on, especially within the 10k plan, all right? So let's get into our four minute warm up as always. Now start off by setting up your machine. And on a concept two, that means going to your drag factor first, which is a lever on the other side of my machine. Set that where you want it to be. If you don't know about drag factor, then you might want to check out the video I have on this YouTube channel. I currently have mine set to 120. Next up, go to your monitor and set it to eye height so you're not having to look up and you're not having to look down and finally set the foot stretcher heights so that they get get you to a point when you're able to come to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically without being kind of bound up and held back and stuff all right so do this at 18 strokes a minute and ooh, hello Heidi um, and then we're gonna um, power wise it's just gonna be a light press from the legs just while for the first minute while we work on our timing okay here we go then, in three, two, one, go. So just enough of a push from your legs that you know you're rowing, but not a whole big shove from your legs. Because what you want to do for the first minute is work on the timing between when you push with your feet and when your hands and the handle pick up the flywheel or whatever it is that your system uses. I think I was blowing my stroke rate a bit there, sorry about that. Oh. So yes, you want to push your feet into the machine at exactly the same point the handle connects with whatever makes your machine go. And once you think you've got that timing right, you can start to add in a little bit more pressure from your feet to get your pace up. And really you want to get closer to run about 2k plus 20 pace here for the next minute. And if you don't know what 2k pace is, then row a two kilometer time trial divide the result by four. That's your average time to row 500 meters in your 2K best effort. And when you set your monitor to show the slash 500 meter screen, that tells you how fast you would currently be covering 500 meters in. And so when I say 2K plus 20, you take your average and go 20 seconds slower then. Okay, one more stroke. 
Let's put one foot on the ground, continue rowing. Ah, it is very, very warm today. So, continue rowing with as close to the same technique as possible with only one foot strapped in. So don't do anything weird other than having only one leg strapped in. Okay, swap feet. This helps you a little bit with your compression with the front of the machine. Helps to ease things off. Gives you a chance to work on whether you've got a bit of an imbalance of power between your different legs. It also stops it getting too intense for a warm-up. After all, we're just warming up here. Okay, both feet in, straight legs, and then just roll using your back and your arms. So you swing over your hips, so you're leaning backwards. And at the same time, or just as you start your back swing, you pull in your arms. So once your back is kind of in that vertical position, that's when you finally pull in your arms. And push them out again, rock over your hips. Okay, reverse. So arms straight, forward lean into the front. Just press out with your feet. And we're going back to working on that timing again here, while also trying to hold this forward lean into just, as you're looking at me, an 11 o'clock position. So you don't want to over lean into the front. Just want a natural forward lean, and that's all. One more. Yeah, one more. Come on, let's get it. Ooh, I feel almost like such a quiet day today that I'm almost like whispering. So apologies if I'm quite softly spoken. Anyway, keep on moving up and down the rail. Have a quick drink and I'll quickly just say one more time what we're doing today. Okay then, so what we're doing today is just a simple 30 minute row at 20 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 18 pace. This shouldn't be a completely new row to you. You should have seen and done this one many times over, but it gives you a chance to just work on that core foundation fitness and spend some time working on technique. And within this 10k plan, if that's what you're doing, don't worry, you don't have to be doing it, but within it, then it's just gonna be that little bit of a shorter row to hopefully help you recover ready for the end of the week um, with the final hard row, okay? So there's no point me talking talking about all this kind of stuff now we might as well get straight into it like I say do try to hold at 2k plus 18 pace um, if you back off too much off it then especially for the 10k training plan side of things you're probably just it's, it'll be like a maintenance row rather than it kind of like helping you within the plan so if you just hold that 32k plus 18 at 20 strokes a minute all will be good okay so here we go then and then <laughs> in three seconds three two one, go. Oh. oh, this is a lovely row outside. And I'm only at stroke two. I've already already decided this is a lovely row outside. So, remember the beauty of 20 strokes a, sec a minute is, well, 20 strokes a second would be a bit fast, but 20 strokes a minute is that it's one stroke every three seconds. So even if you are struggling a little bit with rhythm and things to hold these low rates, all you have to do is 
countdown on your monitor in threes. Hopefully, within the world of the 10K plan, this is gonna feel like a really short road today. But, like I say, it's important to make sure that you keep your energy tanks filled up. And if I kept on throwing 45 minute rows at you and the tough, like the hard top and hard sessions every week, pretty soon you'd end up paying the price in terms of how much recovery you can get. So especially if you're following this as five sessions a week, this slightly shorter workout should be really beneficial for those energy tanks. If you've not really done like four sessions in a row this week, or even had like a, just a one break day in between, and you're actually feeling like you understand what I'm saying, but you've got lots of energy, then when you get through this 30 minute row, go through the cool down and stuff until the end of the video, and then load in a 500 meter time trial and just see how fast you can row 500 meters. That will give you a full on top finisher, but because it's only 500 meters, it won't actually tip you over into the full-on top-tier workout. But it's up to you. It's only if you feel you've got the energy in you that you do something like that. If you are needing today's session is a recovery row, then just do the half hour, do some stretching, maybe some core work, do some ab exercises, but then just leave it at that. Ready for session five this week which we'll be back up to that mid hard intensity. Now, I'll get to technique soon enough, don't worry. I just wanna make sure everyone's in the groove first. 
that as we are come to the end of the fourth week, hopefully you are showing signs of improved fitness by now. So there's always a chance that you think that maybe all this training will have improved the 2k training pace that you are basing all these sessions off. If that's the case, then feel free to pause the training weeks for a few days, or even if you want, an entire week and load up week five of the 2K training plan. The alternative one went up to five weeks. The original one was just four. But you could get as far as the end of week four on this 10K training plan. Then just go do a week's worth of tapering. and then do another 2k test because really you want to be on top of your training pace for this in order to get the intensity really locked in and get that development as much as you can and if you find out that say you are currently training off a 2k pace of 145, say you did a retest and your average was 143, those two seconds will make a huge difference when it comes to the training intensity for the rest of this plan. Anyway, that's just a tip. Because if you train on too soft a time, you possibly won't be getting the size of result that you want. Having spent eight weeks on this plan. You don't have to though, don't worry. No one's gonna force you to do a retest. It's all down to you. Right, we're coming up for eight and a half minutes gone, which feels like a good time to start talking about technique. 
especially if this is one of the first of my videos that you've watched and so maybe you've never really thought about your technique before a technique is important for a few reasons I tend to look at it from a power point of view like how much basically how fast can you make the machine go then technique is important from a efficiency point of view which rolls into looking at fitness so it's all very good being able to roll fast but if you can't last to hold that pace there's no point so although your core fitness has a lot to do with that and to be fair most to do with that there is quite a large element of technique that comes into your fitness too in order to make you as efficient as possible and then finally injury prevention more about the potential for poor technique to cause you injury you really find a few people will talk about getting a sore back when they row and gotta say most of the time you can point to poor technique from these folks as to why but even things like upper body pulls and strains can often be traced back to poor technique So, let's just quickly talk about what happens in the stroke. You start right at the very front, here, right before you're about to take your stroke. So, here, you are coiled up like a spring ready to start then there's the leg drive purposely I'm calling it the leg drive as I want you to recognize that the start of the stroke is all about pushing with the legs 
not pulling with the arms. Leg drive happens, and then as you come into a finish, your back swings into that backwards lean and your arms finally pull the handle in. So catch, drive, finish. Catch, drive, finish. Then, right as you come into your finish, is the release. And that's just thinking about the handle. Releasing it away from your body. Which then, as a chain reaction, into the recovery. So your hands go away, which trigger your body to lean forwards again, and then when you're in that forward lean and your hands are past your knees, all you have to do is bend your knees and you will effortlessly slide back to the front of the machine again into the catch ready for the next stroke which goes drive finish recover or drive finish release recover There we go, halfway there. Now it all sounds very simple as I say drive, finish, release, recover. But when you break it down to the next level of detail, you see that actually your body position really plays an important part in how you go through all of those phases. Because the stroke is all about flow. Moving from one phase to another with a smooth transition. You're never jerking Everything follows a fluid move. So, as you come in to the catch, the three main things to think about are that you slide forwards so that your shins a pointing vertical. Try not to go past vertical and if you can't 
get to vertical, then first off, look at your foot stretcher height. Is it set too high? But if you still struggle, you may need to work on ankle flexibility. You may have tight hip flexors, both of which you need to work on loosening off to allow you to get into that shins vertical position. However, your posture and your back have a lot to do with it too. So I said about that forward lean into the front of the machine. And what you want to be doing is hinging over your hips. So you tilt over your hips. Which means that you should be up on your sit bones with your hips tilted forwards and shoulders past your hips. If you find that your hips are rolled backwards, then you won't be on your sit bones and your shoulders won't be past your hips and you will have a really weak posture at the front of the machine. Add to that the fact that a collapsed posture will make it harder for you to come forwards into that shins vertical position. So you want to be up on your sit bones, forward tilt, and then think about your shins. Don't worry if your heels come off the foot plate very slightly. One of my, uh, what should I call them? I don't want to call them a competitor. One of the other folks who train people online released a video a few years back saying that you shouldn't lift your heels while he was correct in terms of your initial stages in the rowing machine getting used to positions once you have developed the rest of the stroke and you make sure to get those heels down as you push your feet into the foot plate, then it's okay to have a tiny heel raise. 
but unfortunately that one comment seems to have been taken out of context and spread all over the internet to mean thou shalt not raise thy heels even he was quick to point out but that's really just for beginners anyway so that forward lean shins vertical and then finally as you're coming forwards your arms need to be loose and straight that's vital loose in that you're not rigid you still want to be braced as you take the stroke but you want nice floppy arms floppy shoulders as you come forwards I like to say that you should think of zombies you never see a tense zombie they always just have their arms out in front of them nice and relaxed don't drop the wrist though and keeping those arms straight lets the power flow through your body when it eventually comes time to push with your feet but the last thing to say is that your hands need to stay nice and open with your fingers hooked over the handle so hooked you're not choking the life out of the handle you're using your fingers as that last point of contact to let the power flow through your body into the handle and if you tense up and choke the handle or tense up your arms or worse bend your arms too soon what you do is absolutely hemorrhage power remember that was my first important part of the technique is to make sure you're putting all the power into the machine so arms straight fingers like hooks forward lean shins to vertical and then push your feet into the foot plates thinking about pushing the machine away from you rather than thinking about pushing yourself back and what that does is it helps it helps you keep your arms straight and that forward lean 
for at least half of the leg drive. So you want to hold that position to get that leg power in and only when you are around about halfway through the leg drive do you finally swing your back into a backward lean and then pull in your arms personally I prefer a straight line drive which means the handle stops at my sternum height elbows come through my sides and then in an effort to try to keep my wrists flat as I finish I have a small outwards flare of my elbows but small they're not chicken wings out to the side because that uses your delts and biceps which are not as big and strong as your lats and your bag back even <laughs> your bag then the speed the handle comes in at you release it at the same pace with a in out rhythm not jerking it out just in out but also not lazily doing it you want to come in in out so those arms are nice and straight and trigger that forward tilt again over your hips and once your hands are over your knees you have that forward tilt all you have to do is bend your knees to recover now the last thing to say is make sure to get all of your leg drive into the machine so your legs come down at the end don't lock them but they come down before your back and arms finish can even help to point your toes towards the front of the machine because what that will stop you doing is tugging your feet to a stop at the end of the stroke which not only costs you potential power that could have gone in the machine but could lead to an injured quad or shin muscle which is why I say about 
the handle away and the forward lean. As that's how you change your momentum to come to the front for the next stroke rather than tugging with the foot straps. Because if you tug on the foot straps, goes back to posture again. So tug, knees come up, hips roll back, and you're in terrible posture for the recovery into the next stroke. And poor posture is really where most back injuries come from. Okay, five strokes to go. I definitely felt like a really quick half hour for me. One more. All done. So like I say, if you have energy to spare because you've spread out the sessions more or you're following the 10k plan or you had a rest day before this or something, then wait until the cool down and my end chat and then do a 500 meter time trial. But for the time being, I'll just get Erg zone up, load in a two minute cooldown. Oh, I've got the four minute warm up and the two minute cooldown sitting as just standards on the Erg zone app in case you ever want to do it yourself. Okay, 18 strokes a minute again, and just pick a pace that helps you gradually cool down. So you might want to start off around about 2k plus 25 or something, and then quite quickly ease off. Let's go. Oh. After all, like I say, that's supposed to help with recovery this session. And if you were kind of teetering on the edge of not recovering enough by running too many sessions together, then it's important to cool down here to let your body just ease off. Get the muscles pumping to get all of the deoxygenated blood out of your muscles. Give your lungs a chance to recover. I mean, I do wonder whether most of the reason I get horrendous erg cough after a race is because I don't tend to get a chance for a cool down. If you've been at the British champs or the English champs, like in real life, not virtual ones, quite often there's no option to have a cool down row at the end of it because people are too busy warming up for the next race. And so because your lungs have gone from gasping in air in a 2K to then just like boom, fully recovered, I wonder whether that's part of the reason for erg cough. Usually it's just dry air 
and irritation of your lungs by heaving in oxygen. And you're breathing so quick that the kind of the moisture from the air is lost to lubricate your lungs, I think. Last stroke for me. I think I read that as to why it's Erdkopf. So then breathing in steam afterwards sometimes helps if you get it. Anyway, enough of that. I hope you enjoyed today's session, a nice simple one. And to be honest, I really needed it. I certainly needed it out here in the sun. Uh, as it is, I feel really dehydrated now. So I'm gonna go and get a quick drink. Whether you did that as part of the 10K plan or just as a standalone, who knows. But either way, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, do leave me a comment. Uh, what should we do? Tell you what, I, I tend to use a, a, a hashtag right about now for people to prove they made it this far through the video because I'm that self-centered. Um, let's just make it recovery. I don't think I've done that before, but this, this session today really is that kind of pinnacle of that you need to recover. And even within one of these plans where you're meant to be trying to go fast for long and things, you still need to factor in a recovery rule. You'd think that if you just did for training for a 2K plan, or for 2K time trial, sorry, if you just did eight times 500 meter rows with two minutes rest in between every single day that you'd eventually get faster for your 2K. But the problem is that eventually you just tap out your energy system. You've got no more to give and you have to slow down those eight times 500s in order to be able to do them. And therefore you then lose the training effect of doing them. So by mixing in recovery rows in amongst the hard stuff, that's what allows you to recover enough to then go back and do the hard stuff at the pace that you're meant to do. Okay, so that's why I've got t-shirts that say, don't push the slow stuff, push the fast stuff. So this, this is what it does. So this is what today's session is about. It actually shows that perfectly that it's a shorter duration than anything else we've done this week, but it's so important because it lets you recover. Okay, rant, rant, rant. So yes, yeah, so a recovery is the hashtag. It's been very much a on point technique kind of, I'm not really deviated much. I've not told you about Van Halen or Dead Mouse or the fact I need a shave or, or whatever, but you know what, it's, what's the date today? It's the 8th of September right now, breaking the date wall here, but yeah, it's the 8th of September and look at the weather. I mean, in Glasgow, this is, this is like one of the hotter days, even compared to July. So as much as I'm celebrating it, part of me does worry about the old climate change, but hey, until people stop wanting to make money and actually want to start protecting the world, it's not much that can be done about it. We can do what we can, but it comes down to big business really, doesn't it? But anyway, getting a bit political there, so I'll stop. <laughs> Take care of yourself, please. Stay safe and I'll see you in the next video. Be well, bye-bye.